0: on local now channel 525 glorying in the one thing that matters let's talk about it next here on times of refreshing It's a great hymn that we've sung in the church for decades. In the cross of Christ I glory, towering over the wrecks of time, all the light of sacred story gathers round its head sublime. But what does it mean to glory in the cross? Well, from the eyes of the Apostle Paul, we get a clear view of the answer here in Galatians 6. Hi, welcome to Times of Refreshing from the well a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Join us here in Galatians chapter 6, won't you, as we see the glory of the cross. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
1: There's nothing the enemy could do if people really embraced the transformation process, which should be a blessing, that they prayed prayers like, God, transform me, change me. Make me what I could never make myself. Lord, I am not. I don't want to be a performer. I want to be transformed. I want you to do something on the inside of me. Make me more like you. That it's not about me just coming to church. And then not even hearing and picking up my Bible for the rest of the week. But every day I'm getting my daily bread. Every day I'm getting before you. That something in me is being changed. God, this is what I want. Saints, this is the heart of God. And what he's trying to do in every single person's life under the sound of my voice, including me. I think what has to happen is, saints, we have to understand that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not just an external expression. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. Go to Matthew chapter 16. I want to show you this. Matthew chapter 16 verse 28, and we're going to read it on down to Matthew chapter 17, verse 8. Now, look at this. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Then it says, Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured or transformed or changed before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them. That is the law and the prophets. He says, Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It says, Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. And then he says, When they had lifted up their eyes, look at the saints, they saw no one but Jesus only. He said, You're going to see the kingdom. You're going to see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You're going to see something that no one else is going to see. Nobody knows yet. And so the next thing that happens is he takes James, John, and Peter up to a high mountain. And he begins to give them a glimpse of what the true manifestation of the kingdom of God is all about. And I wrote this down. The greatest expression of the manifestation of the kingdom of God now now watch this is what God is doing in you he was transfigured before them to give them a glimpse of what the king's domain is really about god has no problem ruling in the earth and ruling in the heavens and doing those things the greatest issue that god has right now and i wouldn't call it an issue but it is something that obviously he he he's dealing with is the greatest the greatest challenge Is God not reigning out here, but is God reigning where? And Jesus was a personification of the kingdom, a manifestation of the king's domain. He was glorified. That which was taking place inside of him, they began to get a glimpse of it externally. So they saw the glory. The glory that was in him was revealed externally to them. And so for us, it's in reverse because God reveals himself to us. But now, right now, God is doing an internal work on all of us. He's working on us. Why? Because God doesn't have a problem reigning out there. He's trying to reign in your life. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants to rule in you. He wants to reign in you. He wants to sit upon the seat of your heart, which is his throne. And he wants to govern from that place. He wants to tell you to go left and you go left. He wants to tell you to go right and you go right. He wants to tell you to be quiet and you actually do get quiet. He wants to tell you to be patient and you're patient. You're not fidgety. He wants to tell you to rest and you rest. He wants to tell you, I love you, and you receive his love. He wants to tell you, turn off the television and read the Bible so I can give you some more insight and train you from the inside out. And you actually turn the television off and you sit down and you say, God, I'll do whatever you want to do. Why? Because you are the king and I am your domain. And so he goes up and he says, you're going to see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You're going to see the power of the glory. You're going to see me Having dominion and authority over flesh. I'm modeling for you guys what I'm going to do in your life. I'm going to reign and rule from within. It's not an issue. God can wipe out every kingdom. We saw what he did to Nebuchadnezzar. We've seen what he's done to the Egyptians. We've seen what God has done to the Medo-Persian Empire. We see what God has done to the Grecian Empire. We see what God has done to the Roman Empire. The don't, He has no problem with the empire. He's trying to get the hearts of man. That's where the king wants to reign. And for all of us, we have to embrace this aspect of what he's doing. And we see that the glory that was in him. Only thing that happened is they began to see what's transpiring in him. He's God, his father was reigning in our Lord Jesus Christ, causing him to do what he wanted him to do to to accomplish something great in the earth for our sake. And even when Jesus was on the, in the Garden of Gethsemane and he started thinking about a different way, he said, no, he reigns in me. Nevertheless, Father, take this cup. I don't like the pain. I don't like what I'm going through. It doesn't feel good. But nevertheless, I'm not the ruler here. Your will be done. I mean, but can we really say that as Christians? Is it really reigning in you? Because he's trying to transform you from glory to glory into his image so that ultimately he sits on the throne of your heart and now people benefit for his transformation process in your life. That's the that's the healings, deliverance, the power of God, casting out demons. All those are those are those are great signs of the kingdom, but ultimately the greatest sign is God's. Greatest expression of the manifestation of God's kingdom now is what he's doing in you. That's the greatest manifestation of the kingdom of God. Is that he's reigning in your life. Amen. So how do we get this going? How do we get this going? I mean, I, I, I've heard all this. I thank God for all this. But Lord, I need some tools to get me get started in this because, quite frankly, I want God to do something in my life and in the heart of this church. God is cleaning the heart of the church. I want God to do this in the heart of our church. The transformation process begins with all of us. God does something powerful. Go to Romans chapter 12. I want you to see this. How do we get this started in our lives? If I want transformation, it's going to start somewhere. And God is going to use some things to get it going. Romans chapter 12, look at verse 1 and 2. It says here in verse one, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be what conform to this world, but be what metamorpho it says transformed. He says by the renewing of your what? This is where it starts. He says, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So if I'm going to be transformed, I have to understand that the transformation process is first and foremost. It's going to begin right here in our mind. The culture is trying to conform you. The culture is trying to get you to go down a road that's suitable to them. Uh, with all its opinions, ideas, um, perspectives, views, um, we have to realize that people's views, perspectives, everything is being pushed upon us on a day to day basis. And this job is to try to conform us into a mold so we can go down a certain road. And I mean, I don't mean just from a, a cultural standpoint, from a secular standpoint. I mean, also from a, 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 a religious standpoint. We have to be very, very mindful of what we're being exposed to and different things of that nature, because ultimately the enemy wants to begin to conform our minds. Our minds begin to think a certain way. And for all of us, I've learned in my life and I am learning to. uh, And I also I I I I spoke about this at one point in time. It is it is totally it is totally acceptable to let me let me let me loose y'all. I'm going to loose y'all today. It is totally acceptable for you in this room to not have an opinion about some things. I mean, some, I mean, I'm serious. It is totally acceptable for you to say, I don't even have a view on that. I don't have an opinion on that. I really don't. I mean, you know, what, what Minister Jennifer is wearing, I don't have a view on that. What, what what brother what brother what brother Jarell's got on? I don't have a view on that. All... Deacon Bobby, your haircut it doesn't matter to me. It don't matter to me. My haircut shouldn't matter to y'all. What I'm saying is, saints, at some point in time, we got to get to a place. Why? Because if we if we get into the especially now with all the social media and all the the the, the iPads and iPhones and Facebook and Twitter and, and this and that and, and everybody's got an opinion and people are basing their opinion on something that isn't even factual it's just personal preference and has nothing to do with actually and, and well this is what I think they should have ran this play. Okay, well what coverage was the defense is I don't know their play just would have been better if they would have ran that. We have this Monday morning quarterback mentality in life now. Because we don't sit back, saints, and just realize that at the end of the day, the culture is trying to push us down a direction. And God wants to take us to a place where we begin to allow him to renew our what? That he captures our mind. That our views are are captured by God. Our opinions are captured by God. That everything that we begin to do begins to line up with God's view, and it's not just our view. It's not just a cultural view. A cultural view. It's just not a personal preference view. It's God. You've done something to transform my my mind. And so, if I'm going to experience transformation inside, in my heart, and everything else, He says I have to be transformed. By the renewing of my mind. Number one, God is going to use his word to transform your mind. Which in turn is going to transform you or help the process of transformation in your life. Saints, I refuse to take personal, personal responsibility for whether you are being fed or not. I'm leading you to pastures and I'm going to give you this message. But you know what? It's, hey, you, you got to read on Monday. You got to get in your word on Tuesday. I, I can't, you know, come out to Bible study. We'll try to help you on one Wednesday night. But Thursday, you got to get in your daily bread. When the children of Israel were wandering through the wilderness, understand that manna came down every day. You had one day to eat that manna. If you tried to eat it the next day, it was stale. It was dead. It wasn't going to work for you. They had to come out, they had to get it, and they couldn't save it. They had to digest, eat what they got that morning. Give us this day our what? Some of us, we feasted on last month meals. I'm not saying, I mean, obviously we're missing the messages and we go over messages. You guys understand what I'm trying to say. The point I'm trying to make here is saying, get in the word. Because why? God is going to transform you through the word. The word of God is going to get in you and he's going to start changing some views. You're washed by the washing of water by the what? word of God. God washes you. And what does it do? It transforms you. It helps the transformation process because God can be working on your heart. But if your mind doesn't line up with your heart, you're going to be stuck. Amen and confused and so what we want to do is allow god to renew our minds saints number two if i'm going to get my mind renewed i need to begin to pray consistently pray saints we have to also begin to ask god to baptize in this, us in the holy ghost so we pray in the spirit God begins to wash our mind when we sit before him. We begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, get before him. God does something on the inside of us when we develop a consistent prayer life. Most people, and I'm learning this in life, that what people are calling God speaking to them in a lot of ways is just their emotions talking to them. It's a fine line. But prayer helps us to begin to decipher and to discern when it's God and it's just a feeling or my emotion. We need God, but it takes intimacy with God. It takes time in prayer, amen? And I mean in prayer, not just so I can get things, but in prayer so I can just learn. I mean to sit and pray and say, God, I just want to learn your voice. And it takes time to discern God's voice, amen? Number three, if I'm going to have my mind renewed, I have to understand the power of praise and worship. Praise and worship helps to posture and position me in a position where God can begin to communicate with me. My heart is open. Now he begins to change my mind. A song can change the way your mind is going. Amen. He will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of what? He'll lift that heaviness right off you if you just begin to praise him. Begin to thank God, begin to shout, begin to give God glory. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we got to learn to begin to praise God. And the spirit of God will lift up a standard against him. We got to learn that this is a part of what we do so that we can grow and God can transform me. I can't just come to church on Sunday and praise God. When you leave this place, you should have some praise and worship music when you're driving. Amen. When you're doing the laundry, when you're in the house, God is good. I'm praising God at all times. It's a lifestyle. It keeps the enemy at bay and it changes my mind. You know, one of the things that really gets us in trouble, saints, is that we can magnify the enemy and make God small in our lives. we got to learn to make God big. Praise and worship. And it helps us to get the right perspective. And what does God do? He changes our mind. And then number four, if I'm going to have my mind renewed, I have to embrace good fellowship. You know, sometimes getting around the right people can bring you out of something that you're you're in from a thought process standpoint. You know, and I mean the right people. I mean, we need people around us that really have God's heart in view that we see we see transformation in their life that causes us to and God through them, good fellowship is 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 awesome because sometimes... Uh, One word from a person that is spoken on the inspiration of God can change the way you think about a whole, about everything. You gave your life to God because somebody gave you a word. Somebody can. How shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody came and had the word that shifted your thinking. Man, maybe Jesus is real. Well, we need people around us that they have the right perspective. And what does it do? It helps to transform our mind. We have to embrace that. Thank God for that. Because in transforming my mind, God is going to transform me. It all starts with my mind. Saints, in this church, um, this is the order of the day. We want to see strong conversions. Not just church attendance. Attendance. Can I have an amen, saints? We want to see strong convergence. That women in this church that are married can look at their husband and say, man, this guy got transformed. He's transformed. That a man can look at his wife and say, man, they got transformed. That God has changed them. They're not the same. I don't have the same fears and concerns and insecurities about our relationship because I see they fear God more than they fear me. Our children get changed. And we look at our kids and we say, man, they got changed. God changed their life. They're no longer the same. That when people come off the streets that are prostitutes and have been involved in all kinds of wickedness, all kinds of things, that we welcome them in and say, it's okay. You are who you are. But God's getting ready to change your life right about now. Can I have an amen? That, and we're not afraid to say it. We know what's going to happen. We need to start telling people, you, you hang out with me. You're going to get changed. God's about to change your life. You can't run from God. Oh, you can run for a little while, but God's getting ready to change you. You're going to get off them drugs and that alcohol, drug addiction, all the things you're involved in, anger, bitterness, pride, lust, all of it's coming out. God's getting ready to do something. we got to start bringing hope to people so that they say, man, you, really, I can be changed? I want to be changed. And God is able to do that for every person. But saints, we got to believe in transformation not just church attendance. Father, I pray, even now, that God, you would do such a work in us and in this atmosphere, in this church, that Lord, that there would just be change and transformation in the atmosphere. That when people come in our midst, that something in them Begins to desire change. Holy Spirit, we're asking you. You said that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would bring a a, a freedom and a liberty to change within this church. That people sense it in the atmosphere. That man, I can be free in here. I can be free. Before God, that God coming into my life brings a freedom from me. And I don't mean a freedom to act crazy, I mean a freedom to be obedient to what you're asking us to do. Because, Lord, you want to reign on our hearts, but you start off working on our minds. Lord, we believe you for change, we believe you for transformation, we believe you to change the hard cases. People that have the devil has said never will be touched, Lord, we say they shall be touched. You changed Apostle Paul's life. You changed him. He was just changed from the inside out. And I pray that in this church, that would be the testimony. Not just people serving in the church. And we got this many people on the worship team. And we got this many people as ushers. And we got this many people working in the children's ministry. We got this many people serving in the church. And this people in attendance. Lord, this isn't a numbers game. We want to see some lives change, Jesus. And we're here to worship you. And I pray that as we receive these marching orders today, that we would take this message and begin to search it out. Begin to get in our spirit. Begin to go over, begin to to have our own Bible study with it. And then we reach out and try to touch someone who we know is looking for change. Well, we find it here. We find it in you. And Lord, that's the kingdom. The kingdom is within us. We want the kingdom to come. And we want your will to be done on earth. We are the earth We are made from the dust of the earth We want you to rule in us We want your kingdom to come And your will to be done in us As it is in heaven Rule Lord Change somebody. In Jesus' name
0: Thank you for joining us For Times of Refreshing With Pastor Napoleon Kaufman